0: in a downhill mountain bike race. I could see the finish line and then all of a sudden I was waking up. This perfect life that I had cultivated, I was absolutely okay with not waking up.
1: While you change when something like this happens, we're all just people trying to find some realm of normalcy in a body that is not normal anymore. You get in a wheelchair and all of a sudden a four inch curb is your barrier. You get in on an adapted mountain bike, there are no barriers. You know, that bike will take you everywhere gets me back in that mental space where i legitimately forget that i'm a paraplegic i forget i'm in a wheelchair it's an ability to stop and smell the roses a little longer you know it's awesome when you you know we can shred a lap
0: together and high five at the bottom and it's like a genuine connection and it's stoked not yet pity
1: this is the best of mountain biking and it's available to somebody who's in a wheelchair the first ever adaptive mountain bike race in history which is badass man but there was definitely
0: some crashes because we wanted to see where the limits were how hard could we make this point? joining me
1: on moving radio today is jake thomas the director the producer and the director of photography of adaptation it's a film a documentary more specifically that's gonna be screening as part of northwest film fest and you can see it at the metro cinema on saturday may 6th at 4 30 p.m it's a fantastic film and we're about to get in deep with jake Jake, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me, Christian. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's excellent to talk to you. I mean, I was fortunate enough that uh you supplied me with a screener, or somebody did at some point in the line, to be able to see the full film. And I was just kind of blown away from it. With, you know, not only because of my own experience, as many people out there know, I'm a bilateral below the knee amputee, but just because this this film goes far beyond. Anybody that may be in my situation or that looking at like that they're paraplegic or somebody else that they know is. So the film itself follows a group of wheelchair bound athletes as they participate in the world's first downhill mountain bike race series to include an adaptive mountain bike uh, known as an AMTB. These things are bananas, people. You have to go see the film just to see how amazing these machines are. But I think the main thing is, is that's kind of like the, I don't know, extreme sport some way way of selling it. But this is definitely a very much human film about the people involved. Maybe, Jay, can you give the audience a little bit more of a detailed preview about what they can expect to see at Adaptation?
0: Probably the easiest way to describe it is the lives of 12 people all sort of descend upon the world's first downhill mountain bike race series to allow for an adaptive category. So that in and of itself, like the event, like you said, that's the first of its kind, and it was right here in Canada. And it was three races, Fernie, Panorama, and Kicking Horse. And with all that time in between, it just made a whole lot of sense to sort of pull all the players together and dive a little deeper into who they are and what their stories are. And everybody's got a story, but, man, the stories that are told by these people and what they've had to overcome to get to this contest and to get... The courage to do something like this and the skill to do something like this it's a herculean task for any of them and for all of them like able-bodied friends of mine have watched the film and feel like the ted lasso effect you know you after watching that series you feel like you want to be a better person i have got to have faith in the few friends that i have that say the same sort of thing that it makes them want to be a better person and that's just by you know realizing just be lucky with what you have, because you have no idea what the person beside you has been through. And then to surround that with mountain culture, beer drinking, and downhill mountain biking, that's a perfect recipe for success.
1: (laughs) It certainly is, that's for sure. I know it's kind of difficult to go through and talk about every person that's involved in the film, because what I love about it is that you've not just shown us one person's journey, you've shown us the journey of a small community of people. So maybe Jake, let's try to hone in on a a couple of stories that, you know, you want to share with people about that are in the film that you think are important to kind of highlight, even though everybody's great. um, They're going to see it in that 90 minute film. Talk to us a little bit about some of the people that are involved as subjects in the film.
0: First and foremost, I think the brainchild of the whole thing was Rob Buren, friend of mine, Rob. So he's the one that found... The Dunbar series uh, and the fact that they were opening it up to adaptive riders. So he reached out to our circle of friends, uh, Rich Brandewell myself, and and Fernando. And this is kind of the Ontario crew these <laughs> these north of fifty dudes that bike for fun and and have nothing to prove. But Rob put the put the bug in our ear, and immediately everybody sort of jumped uh, all over it long story short, I actually couldn't even make the race. I had a new hip that was getting put in at the same time. And so I had to pull the pin, but those guys went out. And then, like I said, we hired some shooters and we we did the best we could to sort of piece the, the skeleton of the project together. But to circle back on, on the people, I think going out there as, as a band of brothers was was a a huge thing that i sadly i missed but the guys that went out there i was living vicariously through all of their texts and photos and everything but the one takeaway from all of them was how they were immediately welcomed into this whole mountain culture and all the other adaptive riders all the able-bodied riders everybody was just stoked to see everybody there with it being the first in-person race post-covid a lot of people were just like you know cabin fever ready to explode or whatever Able-bodied people being excited to follow a, a disabled person down the hill, legitimately excited to follow someone down a hill just because they were blown away with what they're seeing. Everybody had takeaway from that. You know, it was it was pretty wild.
1: When you say wild, I I would agree with that. It's it's wild in that some people will be like, I can't believe uh what the individuals in the film have been through. And in a lot of ways, they can't believe they're going down this mountain. And even the race itself was like, we better make sure we connect with everybody to make sure that they understand what they're about to get into. It's pretty fascinating to hear some of the people that are coming from Ontario. They're like, yeah, by the time we get down halfway the mountain, that's kind of usually the runs that we have. And then there's still half a mountain left because we're in BC now, and this is a different world. Yeah, it's the same
0: as Ontario skiers when they go out west and they think they're God's gift to skiing here. But you go out there and it's a thigh burner 100 meters down the hill, they're toast. What was fun to go back and circle back on on the build of the race because it was no easy task they had to go and scout these courses to make sure that the bikes could even make it down the courses because if for anybody that hasn't seen them before an adaptive mountain bike essentially is a trike whether you have two wheels in the front and one in the back or vice versa the wheelbase is wider like it's not like a regular bike single track front tire back tire you have to have a wider trail to be able to navigate. And some of the bikes traverse the hill better because they're not having to deal with the downhill trajectory that the bike wants to take. So taking all that into consideration, the event organizers did an amazing job of building a, a course, a safe course that uh, everybody could could do. And really there were only a few bypasses that were made off the able-bodied course. So they were on 75% of what all the other people were riding. And they only had to, you know, dip out to a section that just pinched between two rocks or a narrow bridge or whatever the case may be. So like hats off to uh, Mike Riediger, to Stephen Echley, the event organizer. Both those guys did an amazing job. And Niall Pinder, photographer, co-producer on this film that jumped all over trying to make Adaptive happen. You know, it. if it wasn't for that group of people, it, it never would have been, about into the race series
1: we're speaking today on moving radio with jake thomas director producer uh, and director of photography of the documentary film adaptation it's gonna be screaming as part of northwest fest at the metro cinema on saturday may 6th at 4 30 p.m at the metro cinema i think a big chunk of the film and and in some ways probably a lot of things that the people go through is this idea of independence and identity some of these people are, are getting back to a life that they led before they became uh paraplegics, right? And and for some of them, this opens up a brand new world to them. Because it some in some ways takes down barriers not only that they felt for themselves, but maybe that, that they thought were like societal barriers for themselves. So you can talk to us a little bit about, you know, how riding these AMTBs and activity in general kind of connects this idea of independence, but also brings together community in this film.
0: I think you can attest to mobility challenges. And you know what? That's the one guarantee in life beside taxes once CRA goes back in circulation. But everyone is going to have mobility challenges at some point in their life. We're just five or six years into these bikes really being good. So the technology is really still really fresh. So to someone that's been in a chair for a month or someone that's been in a chair for 10 years, what this gives them is like I'm speaking first person I broke my back in 2017 I'm a paraplegic I'm confined to a wheelchair and it's I'm a caged lion and it's something that's 10 feet away and you can't reach it because of whatever obstacles in front of you of all the adaptive sports that I've done since breaking my back downhill mountain biking by far was the closest thing to what it used to be but it also allows you to look beyond where you would normally be intimidated or you would normally be held back from, whether it's a rock or a tree or a root or a hill or anything like that. Like Rick Hansen pushed his way across the country and I salute that man 10 times over. But to, to have the ability now with this newer technology to have suspension, to have e-assist, it, it makes whether you're an athlete or not, it makes mobility off trail dirt road anything it makes it doable for just about anybody uh, so whether you're injured or not you know this is a technology that that truthfully anybody could use
1: yeah because i think that's for me um getting to see inside that world myself even though when i'm an amputee um you know playing sports with other people in a situation you see so many variations of ability And I think that's the thing that I didn't quite entirely get that I I was aware of, but I didn't understand and just how subtle those differences are. And what I love about this film is that you kind of address all those different levels, but also at the same time, show the possibilities um, for those people and just the freedom in in being able to do this. For yourself, did you feel like with your own experience, because I personally, I can't think of another film where, somebody else who's in your situation has directed a film about people in that exact same situation uh, about whether it's Paralympians or whether it's adaptive athletes. Did that put you in a situation you felt like I'm, I'm definitely the best person suited for this job. Or uh, did you feel like I know exactly how to get to the core of this? And, and did that also gain you a ridiculous amount of trust from these people to be like, you're not just going to make another, you know, unicorn film of like, look at how amazing this person is and I'm able to buy it. And I'm so just so impressed by you and you're amazing because I know that's something you even dress in the film a little bit.
0: Yeah. And your takeaway, did it seem like it was anywhere that kind of unicorn film?
1: No, I mean, that's the beautiful part. I think it was people that were sharing stories and, and it really even like little things like even somebody later on saying i just go get bread and somebody says i'm so impressed (laughs) and i was literally in a dollarama last week and and a very well-meaning man was like you are a miracle i was like i guess so i'm like it's okay thanks man And he's like no really you are i'm like it's cool i'm like i'm like it's all right i I don't i don't take it personally but it's just it's uh it's more attention than sometimes you're like i didn't think i was really deserving with that necessarily and I don't know that I'm doing anything different than anybody else here. I just look a little different. It's not until we're
0: put in this position that you see the world with a completely different lens. That's not what I wanted to do with the film. And I didn't want it to be a pity party or like you said, a unicorn film. I grew up with the action films like the Warren Millers, the Greg Stumps, the guys that really celebrated culture in fun, goofy rock and roll type environments. And I really wanted to do that with this film because, I. But anyway, that's those are my origins. That's the genre that I love. And what better way to celebrate uh, disability than by making it cool and by making it look fun and doing silly stunts and showing who the people are? Like, yes, you learn about the circumstances these in- individuals have had to deal with in their lives, but then you get to see them celebrate. The newfound freedom that they found in biking. And for others, there's other sports as well, like Sierra Ross. She is uh, an active para rower. There's other guys that, like Scott Patterson, he went on to win uh, the bronze medal at the Olympics,
1: mm-hmm. the most
0: unassuming guy. And he had to go digging for a picture of the medal because I don't think he could find the medal. But like <laughs> for. Regular Joes, like all of these people are, we're just people. We're just out there ha- trying to have a good time and trying to put our lives back together in a way that we can call it a life and not be staring at a concrete wall, be out in the trees and in the Rocky Mountains, man. Like what better way to cut your teeth as a as a para-athlete than in the Rocky Mountains? So if this film inspires able-bodied people to be the best version of themselves, Awesome if it inspires somebody with any sort of disability to want to take that leap of faith and try something new. Awesome. The takeaway, my hope of this is that it, it really is a large cast of a net and it's going to touch a bunch of different kinds of people, not just one segment of the population, but for everybody to have a little bit of takeaway.
1: Yeah. And not only that, it's like the technology that you kind of alluded to about AMTV bikes that's covered in it as well. And just the kind of, uh, you know, the barriers that are being broken through and the discoveries made about how to make this even more functional and work better. Um, you also kind of look at how organizations sometimes who were looking at like, Oh, that seems impossible to do are actually making the changes so that adaptive athletes can actually go to something like the Dunbar series. I think that there's so many things that actually get covered in the film. And, and I love that you, Cover a mosaic of it. It is like you said, it is an action sports film. Uh, it's got a lot of incredible stories to it um, of human beings going through in, in really difficult situations. It's got something about the technology of the sport, you know. And on top of that, you put a nice montage of biking under a Rush song. So <laughs> I, I just don't know how you can go wrong with this, Jake. It's uh... by the way, yeah. I was just like, Jake, who do you know that you got that you got a Rush song? in there I was like that's a cinematic mic drop there for you buddy as uh, as a producer there for sure thanks
0: man the harder track to get by far was Tom Petty's really yeah it's a cover of his uh I don't want to give it away but there's a wicked Petty cover that's yeah. done in a beautiful way by this dynamic duo out of the UK and uh yeah. wow yeah the, the music honestly was like music's in my blood literally and I really wanted to make some fun with the music so there's some real fun stuff there's some new stuff there's some great um, underscore but like you said like going back to the technology bowhead bikes is based at a calgary christian bag he's a he's a para and he wanted to build a better mousetrap who better to design something than the guy who's already got a engineer mindset that is now tasked with making something he does more enjoyable right so he's got a tremendous team there and he's got a great camera guy that's there, Adam Price, that works with them. So they were a huge part of this film. Not only that, like it's a Canadian product. How awesome is that? Um, the other bike brand that uh, you see most of in the film is based in Poland. And really, those are the two big competitors and they're on opposite ends of the globe. So it it's cool that we have this in our backyard. It's accessible. It's It's Canadian currency. You're not having to, you know, convert the whatever to the whatever. But we're we're at a really interesting, pivotal point, I think, in the development of these sports. And like, even since the five or six years that I've been doing these bikes, guys that I ride with, they've already got the next bike. They've already got Gen 4 of the Explorer bikes from Poland. So that then puts a whole bunch of used product into the market for people that may not have insurance or may not have the funds there's a used bike out there for somebody. So with every new bike that's purchased, there's a used bike going out into the used market, essentially double dipping on getting these things out for people to, to try and to buy and to use. And then trail networks. Like I live in Sudbury, Northern Ontario, and our local trail group at at Walden mountain bike club, they actually applied for and got funding to make a lot of the trails and bridges wider so we can get adaptive bikes in there. And that, that was done in a year, like from cradle to grave, it was done in a year. So now we have an amazing group of trails here that, uh, that are fully adaptive bike ready. So changing people's mindsets in mountain biking, I think is definitely something that we hope to do with the film to grow the sport, to develop the product, to build, you know, enough of a, uh, uh, a customer base that the product can only get better and better.
1: Yeah, you kind of alluded to before as well that in 2017, you know, you became a, a T12 paraplegic from an accident and you'd already had, you know, a career in this um, in this realm of doing kind of a lot of like high intensity activity, uh, filming of different sports. When that happened to you, I, I don't want you to go through necessarily the whole story of your own self personally, but... In some ways, did that make you reframe yourself as a filmmaker? Did you feel like in some ways, you know, as much as it's an accident, it is uh, something tragic, it is something that you overcame, did it kind of open some doors for you mentally about how you approach being a filmmaker, um, then maybe you wouldn't have opened necessarily before? Interesting question.
0: I've been filming in the action sports
1: arena for quite
0: a while. And I think being 44 when I broke my back, I'd done a lot of stuff. And I was, I, I don't want to say content with my injury, but I was okay with it. I think if I was a lot younger, I would still have something that I wanted to prove or accomplish as as a person, as an athlete. But I had done all that, you know, not that I'm God's gift to sports or anything, but like I taught skiing out in Lake Louise for a couple of seasons, met my wife on a chairlift there. Now we're back here. And, and uh, so Alberta's near and dear to my heart. But I think on the film side of things, technology is getting so much better like the strength in the cameras that we can carry now in, in your pocket like look at the iPhones now not that we're plugging any particular brand of product uh, Apple if you want to send me new phone, that's cool but the <laughs> like the technology that's in these things like kids that are coming up that want to become filmmakers man if I had this in my pocket 20 years ago I would be a completely different filmmaker now and then you add to that drone technology like I've got pictures of hanging one leg out of a helicopter, filming at sixty miles an hour with the door off, and that's just the way you got those shots on a budget. If you couldn't afford the big uh, helicopter cameras, you hired a a hotshot helicopter pilot who had a smaller helicopter, and you went for it. But drones now are like, man, there's uh, there's some fun drone footage, and this there's some fpv drone footage which is a whole new arena it's where the guys wear goggles and fly these things into like super tiny spaces find this real hotshot group of guys uh that were amazing pilots to to take those things and thread the needle at like 60 or 70 miles an hour so the footage in this is a lot of fun so technology uh, across the board i guess long story longer to (laughs) drag your question out a little longer technologies for me far more easy to carry because the cameras are getting smaller the chips are getting larger so we could really scale down the package to throw into a backpack and then jump on an adaptive bike and get into the mountain to get and do some filming certainly there's a situation for every camera but for us it worked amazing these new uh this new caliber of camera that shoot amazing stuff they're tiny and and they're affordable so technology across the board i think a lot of that enabled us to do what we did
1: And it's just it's like I was saying before we uh, started the interview, I just said, you know, this film looks so incredibly slick that even from you doing some of this from a distance because you couldn't even join it. There's no shift where you're like, oh, there's clearly something totally happening where somebody else is working this. Like you did a beautiful job of putting it all together and making that kind of seem incredibly seamless and still staying involved is is amazing, too. It's it's a beautiful piece of art. It's a beautiful piece of action sports. It's a beautiful piece of a window inside of, you know, a lot of incredible people, too.
0: It's like an Austin Matthews stick handling operation. In well,
1: Connor play. McDavid here. Let's let's go with <laughs> oh, the Sorry, group.
0: sorry yeah, wrong. We wrong. are in
1: Edmonton, by the way. You know, I don't. Jake, you don't want to alienate people and not go to the movie, you know, We're right in the playoffs, buddy.
0: Yeah, my bad. My
1: bad. <laughs> We're, this is live, right? We can go back and edit. I'm not editing any of this. I want people to know how you truly feel, Jake. So why would you bring Matthews up? I was just talking about McDavid and now you're dragging him. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So to stick kind of like McDavid, um, (laughs) (laughs) whether you're receiving a pass or making a pass, you have an understanding of the game. And we had a good group of of players in this game. Uh, The camera guys were great. Um, Was able to really talk shop with them uh from a distance which was good that we could talk about lenses and stuff as it was happening through FaceTime. Um, a lot of those things could happen with technology that wasn't necessarily available to us you know a number of years ago so that was great the, the editing process i really like and i think being in this capacity now i've always done it but it's always been just one more thing to do like shooting and directing and in northern ontario you have to wear many hats um some have called me Jacob all trades master of none, but I think I'm really taking a liking to editing more simply because I'm in this capacity. It's, it's, I can still get out there and film. I can still get out there and produce stuff, but I really enjoy putting the pieces of the puzzle together, especially when you invoke another emotion by putting the right piece of music underneath it. I love that process when you get the right piece of music and the, and the edit is vibing and, I hope that somebody else picks up on the same vibe <laughs> that uh, that I think you got to uh, as soon as some of those that first rush drop
1: that was. It really grabs you from the beginning. Uh, the film we're discussing today is Adaptation. We are speaking with Jake Thomas, director, producer, uh, director of photography on this film. It's a documented screens as part of Northwest Fest on Saturday, May 6th at 430 p.m. at the Metro Cinema uh, I suggest you check it out. We've talked about why on many levels, it's a, it's an important film It goes beyond just being about adaptive sports uh, and so many other things. And I think for some people it may, like you said, be inspirational, or maybe somebody in my own situation kind of like being like, let's look at some of the possibilities instead of limitations. And I think for other people, hopefully they're gonna see it. And maybe this this veil of sympathy that sometimes follows a lot of us around Hopefully, I think this film will help people drop that sometimes, and not necessarily have to frame it like that when they see someone in a chair or somebody who's disabled or in any kind of situation that maybe they they don't understand or haven't experienced. And uh, and kudos to you for that, Jake. It's a uh, it's a beautiful piece of cinematic filmmaking.
0: I appreciate that. As much as the documentary category, some people aren't crazy about. Let's let's coin a new term: adventure. Mm-hmm film action Mm -hmm. sport documentary all of the above (laughs) but as soon as you say documentary to my kids like their eyes glaze over and they're gone
1: (laughs) like that's how you get your clothes kids so don't knock it don't not knock it
0: what what sucks about any physical visible disability or what uh, really any injury any severe injury what sucks is it takes that injury for you to realize what's really important in life and and who your friends are, what really matters, you know. Like I I just have seen the world with such a different lens these days. And you know, like you see it, I see it. People see you, and they're just like, oh, it's like really, you, you don't know me. Like this is this is my good day, <laughs> you know. Or like, know, I'm pretty I'm pretty solid actually. Yeah. I'm, hey man, I well, I didn't shoot my pants. You know, <laughs> we are still standing. We're all good, but. It, it it sucks that it it takes stuff like this something catastrophic for, for people to slow down and i ironically you know going through what the world went through with covid i think a lot of people got a quick slap in the face of the like oh you know what maybe that stuff's not that important you know we have a household everybody here is healthy you know we have a roof over our heads it's it's not that bad and then here we are you know like a year out and everybody's right back to warp speed again and I'm bothered more by that now and seeing how selfish some people can be about their own thing. I see it in some of my friends and certainly out there in, in the world. And man, I I, like, I would give, give anything to any of my friends or any of the people in this film, because we all, we all get it. You, you get it. You know, like you, I guess you have to, you have to have that poke with the grim reaper to realize, okay, you know, like that could have, that could have been it. It Sucks that you have to get pushed to that point for you to recognize what's really important in life. And what was your takeaway? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're biased, but what was your takeaway from the film? From just like a completely no, I and I meant that in the nicest way. I hope I didn't
1: <laughs> you no, no, anyway. no. it's like the like, you know, you're gonna be biased. You
0: know, man, you don't know <laughs> anything. Oh, I just googled uh Christian and now I feel really bad, no. but no,
1: no, not at all, man. It's cool.
0: it, it like did you did you get that sense like I've of all the adaptive yeah or not adaptive a lot of the the disabled films that you watch you know like you spend a day with the person and you realize how difficult their lives are but mm-hmm. that's all there's ever really been in terms yeah. of movies aside from Murder Ball which is just insane yep. wheelchair rugby at its best <laughs> like there
1: there are some elements of that that are accurate but not all of it that's for sure
0: <laughs> yeah it that there's not many there's not many films i think like this out there and i hope this one transcends just being pigeonholed into into that category that mm-hmm. that was my hope was that it it would appeal to a broad group of people um i've showed this to filmmaking friends and and people have sent it to other filmmaking friends and they've just been like oh man this is this is great and it's like okay yeah all right and then you really dig down and, and you ask the questions and it's like, okay, they, they, they get it for different reasons. So it's always interesting yeah. hearing what people's takeaways are. <laughs> the first time I saw the matrix, I, I didn't understand it. My dad sitting next to me, is like, what do you mean you don't understand? What are you stupid? I'm like, well, no, <laughs> I just didn't understand it. And then the second time, like, oh, oh, got it. So the red pill wasn't really
1: a pill. It was a metaphor. <laughs> but, oh man. For me, I looked at it as like, uh, what I always love is the reality of what people are going through so even just simple things like seeing somebody transfer out of a chair because some people just don't quite get that or they think oh you need a chair like you clearly can't walk i'm like that's not what it is either and i love it when people are honest about what they go through and it's uh as much as i am i'm so thankful for every day and i feel really lucky uh i love it too when i when i hear people talk about you know the the challenge that is in front of you and just how sometimes that can deplete you of having to constantly get over that, that hurdle sometimes, but that's what I appreciate. And it's, that's not the focus either. The focus is, you know, this is what is enabling these people to to lead a more fulfilling life. And that can come in lots of different ways. For, for me, it comes in lots of different ways too. And I think that's, that's, what's great. And, and I just hope when people see it, that they just kind of, are a little bit more open-minded about it and and less of it just being about straight up awe. You know, oh, that's, yeah. an, that's crazy. Um, so I just love seeing all these things where it's like here's the reality of what it's like to deal with this and this is how we have to make innovations and this is how we feel about uh, being able to be given an opportunity to do something that we loved or do something that opens us up to a brand new world that we never would have experienced. Otherwise, when we thought was closed to us. Mm. And that's what I love about the film.
0: I think everybody going at, at any age, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, people getting aged, injured at different points in their life. I think people's tolerance of adventure sports and tolerance of injury comes from adventure sports like anybody. Like, I guess I'm at. Can I assume you're a Gen Xer like me?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm fifty.
0: It was the hair, man. Totally gave it away.
1: I can't help it. It's very it's very silver.
0: I'm fifty <laughs> now too. I got uh, salt and pepper up top and down um, below. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'd be fifty to both of us. We did this meeting wrong, dude. We should be at a pub somewhere.
1: I know. Hey, that's like there's plenty here, and uh, you know I can give me a few hours. I can get down to Toronto. Hey, if people have I kind of looked online there, I know you've got a website out there. Uh, the trailer is definitely online they heard some of that at the beginning of this interview Um, if people are curious about this and unfortunately they can't make the screening for whatever reason what are other ways that they might be able to connect with your work or uh, at the very least with the film
0: to follow the film online the website is adaptationfilm.ca at the moment we are in discussion with several different parties so Not sure where um, this is going to land other than Northwest Fest for sure. Uh, And we're excited to be a part of Northwest Fest, by the way. I just want to make sure that gets added in there. So all I can say is circle back to the website. We will have distribution and broadcast streaming details as they become available. We've got uh, some interest from some interesting people and some interesting distributors. So I hope it lands in the right place where the vast majority of people will have a chance to see it.
1: I encourage everyone listening to this to definitely check it out and if you happen to have missed the screening, uh, seek it out or you know what uh, try to look it up, I'll be keeping people updated on anything I know about what happens with the film in the future as well Jake, absolute pleasure talking to you uh, impressive piece of work, I really hope we get to talk again in the future as well on other projects or you know, we can just talk every month about adaptation for the next you know few months it's, uh, it's up to you
0: I'm totally good <laughs> And like I'm fully fired now, so let's do another half hour.
1: <laughs> All right, Jake. Thank you so much for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Christian. Be well, man. Thanks.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I give you your top five podium. Here in the
1: you have so much more to be grateful for than than what
0: you're not capable of or what you don't have function for. Like there's so much more to life than that.